host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. We are super pumped to be releasing today's episode, Game Day RX, a new series we're putting on. Uh, just basically going over local CrossFit events. Uh, today we're doing open prep. We're also reviewing Fitness of the Coast. We have Jeff here over at CrossFit Winrose, uh, Matt from One Asterisk, and I'm over at uh, CrossFit Providence as well. And we got Lost Art slash Newport Home and Drone behind the camera helping us out today. <laughs> so uh, what's going on, guys? Yeah, much. No, just uh, stoked to you know have a discussion about some CrossFit. Yeah, we get. Dude, I'm really excited. We have the nice lighting, with the nice cameras. I think it's going to come out nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get right into it. We'll start with Fittest on the Coast, uh, a comp that I just went down and helped you out with. Yeah. Uh, Jeff was helping coaching. Yeah. Uh, with you guys, you and Sam, who's not here right now. But um, you guys crushed it. You guys did well. I mean, learned a lot. Yeah, it was a for new sure. experience, for, for sure. sure. But, um, I mean, overall, it ended up coming up in 11th place in the elite division. Yep. Um, which... A lot of really high end competition. Um, we can talk like the guy who came in, the team that came in first place. Uh, yeah, they had one dude who completed competed at Atlas Games last year, which is now yeah. a semifinal a event. Semifinal so event. yeah, which so, like there is uh, wrong. It's like they only talk to the top fifty athletes for semifinal. Top is that so right? it's top, top one twenty I think. In America. So or, still, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, top competition. Yeah, for so sure. yeah, some pretty fit dudes there. I think another guy competed at Wadapalooza. Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, now there's some dogs there. Yeah. So, so how did you feel right off the bat? Because um, we talked a little bit off the podcast about this when you're going through the virtual um, qualifier, just going at it on your own versus uh, once you start to um, move towards doing the in-person event, you were able to get some uh, coaching from Jeff and get some help there. What was the difference like? Um, definitely like the in comp, like the whole like schedule of being at the competition is a lot more different than just like showing up to the gym and and working out or whatever um i definitely i haven't competed in anything in a while so i don't know if i had maybe some like anxiety or whatever and then our flight was getting delayed so like i was all wired up so i didn't really eat much um that saturday and then still like even on sunday i didn't really eat as much as i probably should have i think i think it might have just been like competition nerves something like that but like I would have had no idea what to do about eating, whereas like having Jeff, Jeff like kind of write out that schedule for us and like kind of give us suggestions on what we should be eating at these times. Um, that was super helpful. I tried my best, even though I couldn't really like force myself to eat, but I tried my best to kind of stick to that that schedule and those types of foods. Um, yeah. So it's definitely good to have someone like that. Um, being there, because that's something I feel like definitely gets, gets almost like swept under the rug or flies mm. under the radar. Is that, like, you're competing in fitness, like it's literally maximizing human performance. Mm. Like you need to like fuel for that. Yeah. So yeah, um, that that was definitely something eye opening. Like different than just like showing up to the gym and getting after it. Right. Right. You gotta make sure you're primed. Exactly. Yeah. And then like the the warming up schedule and cool downs, all that stuff. Just because like you're going from it's someone usually you're training in the gym, right? You do workout right into the next piece or whatever. Maybe like you're chilling for five minutes, like catching your breath, whatever. This it's like you got like sometimes it's an awkward amount of time. It's like mm. 30, 45 minutes between events. So it's like just enough for you to get like cold and like cool down and then like 
as soon as that like happens when you get cold or whatever, you have to warm right back up again. And then sometimes it's like two hours between events. So it's like, you can really get like a cool down in, chill out, like just relax. And then like, almost like you're doing like a double session at the gym. You can go back, warm up again. Um, So like that kind of stuff. Jeff, how did it feel for you as far as like, I know a lot of the uh, people you help coach, you're able to be there in person. Yeah. But for this one, it was just so, so Nordic, so you're like, you were trying to help from afar. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely something where, you know, in reality, I had maybe what, like two weeks notice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so there was definitely a little bit of a scramble, but the good news is, is you know, from my previous experiences, I kind of already have my template, you know, laid out there. Obviously, I'm always trying to, you know, tweak it and fine tune it and find ways to improve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, on such short notice, you know, we were able to kind of put together a game plan, uh, be able to go through some of the events, you know, get some practice like that that was able to kind of, you know, I, w- I would hope that would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I'll leave that up to Matt to kind of <laughs> elaborate on, but you know, that that's pretty, well, pretty much what we look for. And I mean, you know, the reality is, you know, obviously there's a time and place for the fun comps. Uh, you know, you go just throw down with a partner, have some fun. But, you know, I think kind of the uh, the punch in the mouth lesson we learned through this process is, you know, the days of just kind of going and showing up, they're long gone. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Especially like with that competition, like... Um, the dudes who won 100% deserved it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they were there on a on a mission. Like, mm-hmm. not saying that me and Sam weren't, but, like, right. um, like they were definitely, like, dialed in. Like, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely had that comp experience as well mm-hmm. of, like, kind of that time between events. Kind of, like, an odd amount of time. Um, just kind of how you deal with that. I think that's just, just kind of, like, an experience thing. Um to like put it in like a regular person's terms would be like so like they always talk about like the Super Bowl like the halftime show is a little longer yeah. and that like throws people off who haven't been there before oh, I'd okay. kind of I'd kind of compare it to like that kind of like it's an awkward it's not like it's not something that's gonna like throw you completely off but it's something that like it's definitely right. like a wrinkle in the in the plan because like you're used to just like training and it's like all right, I'm I'm gonna do double sessions. So I work out in the morning, work all day. Yeah. They like come back, eat dinner, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like two completely different times in a day, you're working out, and like yeah. some events will be like that. But then usually when you're training, it's like you do one training piece, which is like a metcon. You go into like another one or something like that, and that's usually like within five minutes. So maybe you kind of cool yeah. yourself down quickly, just get your heart rate back down to start up again. Um, whereas like this, it's like 30, 45 minutes, and it's like. You kind of get like tight, hour, yeah. Two hours for one yeah. Time, yeah, and you kind of get a little tight, but you're like, you're still kind of ramped up from that event, yeah. Because you're like going balls to the wall, whatever your heart's pounding through through your chest, but like then you only have like, you gotta like really as soon as you come off the floor, like find a bike, find something, cool down, mm-hmm. and then it's like you don't even get to like chill or anything and like recollect or whatever. It's like back on, back to warming yeah. up. So yeah. stuff you like a little bit like the, the it throws your timing off a little bit but that, that was a big thing I remember you had you had stressed to me and stressed to these guys like make sure you're hitting the bike as a, yeah. a recovery can you explain that a little bit yeah so I mean this is definitely really common um, in terms of the aerobic capacity workshops you'll see mm-hmm. Chris Henshaw talks about it all the time um, basically what you want to do is because you're getting such a significant pump and the blood is you know going to go and build in the biggest areas of your body which typically is your quads mm-hmm. um 
And that's where that lactic acid buildup comes in. And that's why, you know, for the everyday gym goer, you know, you hit that assault bike sprint and then you're kind of hobbling up the stairs for the next couple of days. Well, what happened was is basically that lactic acid pooled up in your quads and now it is really limiting you instead of it being used, which, you know, when you do that cool down, which you're starting to see more and more, even at the local comps, people being, you know, proactive and getting on a bike right after because what that's going to do is it's going to chew up and use up that lactic acid to help you recover and clear your muscles of that so basically now you're setting yourself up for that recovery and then warming back up again and feeling you know obviously not a hundred percent but our goal there is to try to keep you with that 82 to 85 percent of your uh, maximum output ideally yeah. that's cool and then along those same lines i know i'm going to speak for sam here because he's not here but he was saying he um, was really working hard on after the workout was done, making sure he like drops his heart rate. Yep. So he was putting on headphones and uh, we were joking around like, oh, you listening to Meek Mill? You're getting fired up. He's like, I feel like he's listening to John Mayer. He's listening to John Mayer. He's like, dude, I got to calm down <laughs> yeah. before my next like, because otherwise he said his heart rate will just be spiked the entire time. And you're like, you'll fatigue like that. Yeah. You know what? I, I think I actually have an anecdote for that. <laughs> when uh, when we were when we were about to hit a, one of the pieces as we were kind of throwing together that comp training, mm. you know, they Matt and uh, Sam started to get hyped up for yeah. an event. They were like, yeah. all right, bro, let's go, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We're doing and a whole bro thing. I, yeah. like, I immediately stopped everything, turned and yelled at them, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you guys, no. Like, I don't right. want you to do that because, again, like Sam was saying, you're, you're spiking your heart rate at that point. So you're already, like, kind of primed up to redline right and so if you go to try to you know hit a ski erg like they were about to in that specific instance yeah you're gonna redline and then be <laughs> looking at the worm saying oh Oops. no how is this thing supposed to move right yeah. now yeah versus you know that silent professional approach yes. where yes. you're you know just kind of staring with intent mm -hmm. and you're focused on what you're doing and i you know i Obviously, I don't know. I wasn't there, but my hope is that he took that away. Yeah, from he did. It. He did. He did. Really <laughs> we weren't dancing on the starting line. No, none of that. Um, you couldn't even really hear the music, anyways. To be honest. Yeah, it's like, just I couldn't either. We were just zoned in. Yeah, yeah, like just locked in almost, and like honestly, I think, I think maybe one thing that'll just come with comp experience too is like kind of trying to get a bearing on where people are mm. in the comp as well, like. Like, where do you need to, like, maybe make a move and, like, say suck? Like, because I know, like, we started going down on the toast bar or whatever on that workout. And I think, like, maybe, I think just being able to, like, look around at some points and knowing, like, when to make a move, when to dial it back. And, like, it's tough because you're competing against everyone else. So it's, like, easy to be like, oh, I'm hurting here. Like, maybe I'll tone it down. Like, something you would do just, like, training by yourself. Like, hurting here, tone it down so I can, like do these toast bar or whatever it may be. Whereas like in that competition setting, knowing that like, oh, these guys just finished their burpees, they're heading to the toast bar, we're five burpees out from finishing the burpees, like we need to kind of like pick up the pace here. Or, or like knowing like, hey, like we saw these guys warming up, like they don't really know what, like they don't look like they're good at toast bar or whatever, like let's, keep this pace here on the burpees and then we don't like, have to kill ourselves yeah and then let's let's go ham once we hit the bar right um so just like kind of knowing where people are mm -hmm. on the floor i think is something that uh and i don't think that's gonna come like overnight that's no. something i think it's hard because like like i was saying i didn't hear music i didn't hear like anything like there's so much stimulus going yeah. on so it's yeah. like it's tough to you're already just focusing on yourself it's tough to kind of focus in on other other places and like 
even during like the lift, like kind of like just trying to be able to know where people are at. So like, oh, like we need to make, we need to like throw on a little more weight here. Like just stuff like that. Yeah, I think you bring up some great points with that. You know, a couple of a couple of the aspects that you know I would I would look to on that is, you know, first being that, you know, you look at for example, uh, it Saxon Pancheck, mm-hmm. Spencer Pancheck. You know, at Granite Games last year, he didn't win a single event, but he won overall. Yeah, right. Um, and that's more so like he knows he needs to finish third or whatever to like maintain the point gap or whatever it may be exactly and that and that kind of dives into you know having kind of a group with you and yeah exactly you know the team effort as much as you know whether it's a crossfit team event or an individual event yeah. it's kind of what your supporting staff yeah shows you because you know when you have that coach with you and so on and so forth they're the ones looking at the leaderboard yeah and the last thing you want to do is yeah look at the leaderboard and stress yourself out is just Rather just have someone be like, "Hey, dude, you need to come in at least seventh here." Like, yeah. And, yeah, and and I mean, there's a lot to be learned, you know, from the heats too, because I know I I remember their schedule seemed a little off from what we were talking about, um, and I'm not sure if the heats were kind of like that as well. Um, but were you guys first or second heat in most of your events? We were the first heat. Yeah. Okay, so that that's really a tough spot to be in too. Yeah, because right. it's you, like you don't you have nothing, no yeah. expectations. You didn't right. get to see anything, even if. Even when you're in a situation where you're in like the athlete staging area and you're waiting to go out, you can still kind of get an idea based on what the first group did warming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So like that's why you see such a huge difference with the athletes, even the highest levels. It's always the yeah. second heat or the exactly. third heat or whatever it is that yeah, <laughs> the guy who has the best time in the workout is usually in like the last heat. Exactly, yeah. and and very you know, rarely does the guy in the first heat like he must have just it must have just been like a wheelhouse or something for a guy in the first heat to to win the event but usually it's those guys in the last heats that because you get to see everybody do it you get to like see what everyone's doing warming up you get to like kind of think and then you have time to actually re-strategize whereas like a lot of times you go out there and the plan may be x but you quickly realize it's got to be plan y and like Mm -hmm. whereas you can notice that watching in that second heat be like oh like he's really strong and he's doing singles here like it might like i'm not gonna really go touch and go so like it's just like stuff like that the second he definitely has that advantage i agree absolutely um was there any particular event that really like you felt like you hit a home run on um probably the last workout the lunges and the deadlifts and the rope climbs i i felt like um because we didn't have a good second day i think I definitely kind of let us down on the worm, I think. Um, but, like, we looked at it, and it, we didn't really have the worm set up good. It looked like I had, like, half the worm over me. But that's whatever. I mean, we yeah. only practiced the worm once, and it was the four-person worm, so it was a little different. But it's whatever. Um, you you and then, did really well on that, uh, that last work. Yeah. Like rope climb, lunges. And then I think, I think I just kind of, like, didn't feel great after those first two events in terms of like not so much that like like that I left something in the tank but like more so like I felt like I I could have done better sure I think I think maybe strategized a little bit better um especially on that assault bike and snatch workout I think I think I underestimated or overestimated the bike a little bit Mm -hmm. I think I probably could have gone a lot harder on the bike sure because I was only going to do singles on the snatches anyways. So it's like, 
what am I fucking saving myself for? Like, right. I'm just going to be picking up the barbell and dropping it. So like, but I think that's something that maybe needs to get worked into training a little bit is more so like kind of training that like almost like a 90% pace. Like, I don't think that's going to, it's obviously a full send on that bike for 30 cows, but I think it's not like a PR 30, 30 seconds. It's like a 95% 30 seconds. So I think Absolutely. training at those thresholds, um, more could be beneficial for an event like that um just because like you kind of need to know what it kind of feels like first absolutely i mean there's so many different stimulus or stimuli with each event yeah how much it varies with the strategy too that it's so important to get every possible sample set or data set yeah you know along that road which is kind of like what we're working through right now you know between open prep comp prep yeah. it's kind of all mixed together because you did qualify for individuals for yeah. FOTC, so that's kind of the next big yeah. yeah test we got ahead of us yeah exactly so I don't know if you guys want really want to dive into each of the workouts for Fitness Co. So we can move on. To yeah, we can. Open yeah, track. we can move okay, on. Cool. Nothing. Or do you want really. do you want to talk about um, prepping for individual at all? Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, obviously we're we're super excited given the time frame that we have. Yeah. Uh, you know, given well after this weekend, it'll be about eight weeks left. Yeah. But you know, with quarterfinals, uh, we kind of have a like a pre pre programmed uh, comp prep weekend for that so that'll be really beneficial for us the other thing obviously i wish we could have the programming for the comp already but you know it is what it is yeah. um so it's gonna be looking All we got so far is a beach run so. yeah oh is it, is it the one they released yeah. so far yes <laughs> but i mean like with, with anything else you can always assume there's gonna be a lift mm-hmm. yeah gonna, you got the beach run so we know that that's like the long cardio event yeah and then there'll be a bunch of you know 12 to 15 minute workouts in there yeah. so we can kind of play with some things you know be able to, you know, look at previous uh, FOTC events and, you know, or, yeah, or yeah. you know, by the planners that kind of put it together. We can kind of be able to have a summary of yeah. what, you know, Matt will be looking at. And then from there, you know, we're going to look at the game plan and kind of, you know, be able to piece those things together, put, and you know, in implementing them each week. But then also, you know, and that's the other thing we we're going to talk about later is figuring out what weekend, you know, with the chaos of the open and everything else yeah. to kind of have like a mock comp weekend right. as well as uh during quarterfinals so we can get two good weekends right. in of just really really simulating that you know the comp feel of just like what he was talking about where you sometimes only have a 30 minute rest but other times might have you know a two-hour rest sure and really allowing him to feel the stimulus of exactly what it is and like making sure that you're practicing getting the food in mm-hmm. um you know because i think you guys painted the perfect picture of you know, you do have all these little details, you know, that you can kind of tweak and, you know, move them around in different ways that all of a sudden, you know, just like the nanoseconds of bar facing burpees, you know, if you're, if your form's off, all of a sudden that could be the game changer of why you lose an event. So, you know, why would it be any different with making sure that you eat on time, making sure that, you know, you get the sleep that you need, making sure that you're prepped and ready for the event. So it's all those little things that, you know, I really like to focus on because I think that moves the needle and comp prep. Hundred percent, I like that. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, those little things because I think I think everyone, um, maybe not so much at like FOTC. I think there's definitely uh, there's definitely a wider distribution in talent. Um, but like when you get to like a semifinal event or the games or something, I think everyone is so marginally fit. Like there's the discrepancy between people isn't crazy. No. So like 
doing those little things like getting to bed at whatever so you can get optimal sleep and like mm-hmm. eating the right things like all of that stuff is what's gonna like give you the edge whereas like I guess like if you're Matt Frazier like <laughs> you're you're obviously just head and shoulders above everyone <laughs> but like but like from 2 to 29 that, or 2 to 30 that's all yeah, makes- they're all the same like it can literally be different like the differentiation and like how they place the event so like instead of doing like the handstand push up and deadlift event or whatever they do uh some like lunging and chest bars and like just because of the score distribution like changing up the placement of the events Mm. can alter the placement at the game so like so like everyone is so marginally fit that you need to do those little things like the outside of the gym little things yeah one percent better. Yeah. Every day. Exactly. Like, just ex- exponentially. You gotta. Gonna you gotta just do the. Yeah, ex- yeah. You gotta just be better at those things. I guess. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So let's dive into it. Uh, we get the rankings up for gyms in Rhode Island. Yeah. So uh, basically, what's really cool is Rhode Island being a smaller state. We were actually able to kind of pull the entire data set together of all the affiliates in Rhode Island versus you know any of the larger states like massachusetts would be nearly impossible yeah but uh basically you know we got here is you know going through the top five gyms uh based on their performance in 2021 open and then you know we can kind of analyze from there who we think might actually move up into the top five spots Uh, but diving into the 2021 you know to no surprise ocean state holds down the number one spot Uh, you know they they have a deep deep talent pool really Phenomenal membership. They they've really done a great job building what they have, um, you know, and it, it says it too that they you know of all the affiliates in the world they were number five. Yeah. So that that's pretty impressive. Or I don't know if that was overall or uh, that might be U.S. Yeah, that might be the U.S. ranking. Um, but anyway, uh, of all the affiliate rankings, you know, they were number five, which definitely speaks to their you know obvious work ethic and phenomenal athletes they have on board um and then holding down the number two spot uh to my surprise at least as i'm not really familiar with them crossfit gamut um they they really did so in a in a pretty resounding way they they had they were ranked 1231 uh you know versus the next closest which was us windrose 1650 but you know just kind of focusing on that for a minute you know gamut gamut definitely did a did a bang up job in the open last year and you, you yeah. have some experience there? Yep. Um, I've dropped in there a couple times. It's a great gym. Um, they have kind of like a, a dark atmosphere with like some lights. Like yeah, I don't know if I get down with that. almost like a nightclub I've seen I don't know if I get down with that. That's interesting. It's cool. But they have a great, they have great gym, great coaches, good athletes there. I hear the community's pretty good there. The community's good. We have people that used to go to Spartan in Newport that sure. drive to East Greenwich wow. to go there. See, that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so the, we, we have some like... Um, Gina, Alex Ducker, both good athletes, both been in the cross game for a long time. Previous Spartan, previous Forest Newport, which is an OG. Uh, yeah, gym. we have that like sticker on the fridge at yeah at the gym. I was like, what the fuck? Is yeah, that? yeah. What the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> and uh, Amanda actually, who was at Spartan too, um, is, is alright. Is that yeah? Um, good, good gym, good athletes. Yeah, sure, sure. I've uh, only heard good things about it. I've never yeah. been. No, it's I uh, won't go. I don't like that that <laughs> nightclub vibe. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I probably like throw up. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I've actually been in that type of environment mm. once for a comp, and it like really threw me off. Yeah, being a very dark. I don't like gym. that. 
It's a little bit much for me. But uh, then holding down the number four spot um, was Diamond Hill CrossFit. Where is up that? in uh, Yeah, it's actually up here near Cumberland. Mm. Um, it's a, oh, it's, it's a little highway. Bit, I think I'm driven by it. Yeah, it, it's highway. kind of a little off by itself gym, but uh, you know, obviously, whatever they're doing there works because yeah. they got some pretty fit people putting yeah. up some good scores. Our, I know our coach has dropped in there a couple times. Dave okay. um, has checked it out, but I've never been there. Yeah, yeah I've never been. Yeah. Can't can't really speak to it. And then uh, the number five spot was Old Colony CrossFit. That's kind of like an OG gym, as far as I know. Mm. Um, not super familiar, but I know that it's been around for a while. It's right around Pawtucket. Okay. Um, they they definitely have a really tight following. Who was uh, number three? Membership. Uh, yeah, that was oh. us over at Windrose. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you did that on purpose. You did that on purpose. I did, I did, okay. but you know what? I'll, I'll take that. You did that on purpose. I'll take the... You did that on purpose. All right, my bad. I'll take what he was doing. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take that, the thumbs right. up on that one, but... Uh, you know, obviously, it's always going to be bittersweet. I'd rather be in the number one spot, sure. but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take that. And, <sighs> you know, give or take these uh, these these top five rankings, mm. technically, from formerly affiliated gyms are out of 13, but, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, we've had some turnover since 2020 in the Glassman era ending, yeah. um, you know, with, with some pretty prominent gyms that actually are still, you know, essentially CrossFit-oriented, but they're just not affiliated, so they don't get to fit in there, but just for the sake of putting in the sample set... Uh, I did add them, so realistically, we're you know this is the top five out of about eighteen gyms, mm-hmm. and so it, it's kind of cool to be able to see that, and it's cool you know looking at the local local level competition and seeing all these gyms and how they kind of stack up, um, and you know it's always cool kind of seeing that Rhode Island's a pretty fit little state. Yeah. <laughs> so so we had to so run them back again. Yeah. Worcester State one. Yep. Gannett two. Yep. Winrose three. Yep. Old Colony? Uh, Diamond Hill Diamond was four. Hill four and then... Old Colony was number five to fill out the top five. Top and then five. just kind of honorable mentions there for the last, uh, you know, the other three for sixth, seventh, and eighth was uh, CrossFit Providence, Ocean State North, formerly No Risk, and one Asterix filled out the uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth slots. So, Matt, your, your squad's got a little bit of work to do to break in the top Yeah, five. I know. Um, <laughs> or, I guess, both Matt's. Yeah, right? <laughs> Matt's at CFP, and they're on the outside looking in as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there'll be much turnover. Um, maybe, like, Old Colony and CrossFit Providence looks like they're within 100 spots of each other. Everything else looks like it definitely has some ground to make up. Um, and I don't really see that changing within a year, especially on a gym-wide span. Yeah, um, it's one thing if we're talking individual athletes because people can climb ten thousand spots a year on the oh, leaderboard. Yeah. Um, so I think I think with the the gyms, I think it probably stays the same. I think maybe let's see what else on here, um, like Winrose and Diamond Hill could also flip. Um, yeah, I think that top four is probably going to stay the same, just yeah. based on just based on those the score rankings. Um, I. Like like I was saying, I don't think you can make that much change on a year to year level. Yeah, at the, at the affiliate level, I think on an athlete level, you can jump fifty thousand spots in a year. Like, so I think obviously just because at the gym level you you're training so many people, so it's like right. yeah, it's definitely that progress gets like distributed across everybody. Absolutely, and it's definitely. Both a challenge, but you know, really exciting. Uh, obviously, you're an affiliate coach. I'm an affiliate coach. Yeah. Matt was an affiliate coach. Mm-hmm. You know, we all kind of are in it together. That you know, it, it's something we kind of take with a grain of salt sometimes. But it's really cool because now, when you look at it from ten, you know, ten athletes deep ranking, you know, p- 
people getting their first pull-ups yeah. or first chest that pull-ups jumps you 10,000 rankings or absolutely. whatever and and that's that gonna can, make a difference that can yeah. help on the on the gym wide leader, uh, leaderboard yeah so I mean I, I think you know with that top that number five spot we could see you know definitely some potential change there we got Providence Ocean State North and one asterisk definitely with all within striking distance yeah. of old colony and you know we might even surprise ourselves you know seeing Diamond Hill kind of jump in or be able to jump Diamond Hill um, you know Windrose we've definitely kind of added some stronger athletes to our mm-hmm. roster I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know we even jump a little bit further so I'm really excited about that but you know hey who knows I mean it could end up being everybody's worst workout ever yeah true, <laughs> true. We, we still we still don't even know what the workouts are yeah close, exactly so. right. um, but yeah I mean that you know just kind of touch base on the affiliates and kind of all the work they've put in you know, it's always cool to kind of highlight that, you know, as a kind of a local team effort there. Should we uh, should we dive into individual next? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. We can start with the the guys. Cool. Yeah, so Matt, this is going to be kind of uh, more your area. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and something to definitely get excited about. Um, yeah. You know, looking at our leaderboards, you know, obviously with this, we could go super in-depth. But I think, you know, top 10 guys, top 10 girls is kind of the way to go here. Yeah. So, Looking at it, um, I think, you know, without any surprise, Jake Marconi, number one. Yeah, uh, I don't think that shocked anybody. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's about to change either. Is he going to be sort of listed as a Rhode Island athlete? Uh, that actually will be interesting to see. And then what's Ray's deal? Yeah. Uh, is, he, uh, is he a no-go? Yeah, Ray, Ray does have a four-year ban. Okay, yeah. so that... All right, so that's two people off. So that could be two people off for yeah, the top ten. So. All right. So I move up two spots regardless. Hey. All right. So Tristan, Tristan probably be first this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Jordan Zerva is, but you said he was training at yeah. Milford now. Uh, so Jordan, yeah, that's actually interesting. All right. So I bumped three spots. He. Uh, Let's go. He may not be registered under Rhode Island. Okay. So Jordan may be a, a Connecticut athlete, so he would be on this list in theory so that brings us to tyler white i have no idea who tyler white is uh tyler tyler's a really good athlete i met him at ocean state a couple times okay super nice guy he's also uh law enforcement so that's kind of a cool thing yeah Yeah. you know definitely got uh that side of the open as well um and then holding down the sixth spot is uh our friendly programmer mike atkin uh, you know, dude, dude's just an animal. I mean, he's the garage gym kind of guy just works in the silence, and uh, it's kind of cool to see somebody, you know, <laughs> coincidentally outside of Ocean State in the top yeah. ten. Uh, so, they uh, seem to hold that's it my goal this year is to beat Mike in the Open. Um, I don't know if I've yet to. <laughs> I don't know if I've yet to propose a hundred dollar bet to Mike head up. Oh man, uh, I don't know how that's gonna go over. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I think I think it's going to be really fun to watch. I think this yeah. is going to be a great challenge for both you guys. Uh, it'll be it'll be cool. I think yeah. I think I'm definitely way fitter than I was last year. I think last year I moved for work, um, just did not get the training volume that I wanted to be with, like in terms of competing. Sure. Um, so I definitely didn't feel as fit. I think my open score reflected that. Um, I think I did I did fairly well in quarterfinals I think um, but I think that had to do with just like because I think more so just like having that training background of like doing metcons at like one eighty five with snatches and like those higher burby box jumps and I think that kind of stuff kind of like 
gives you that advantage, like knowing how to do that. Whereas like, you'll probably never ever see that in a class wad. Oh yeah. So like the people who do make it to quarterfinals, it's not that hard to make quarterfinals top 10%. Sure. Um, so I think like those people who do make it and it's, I think quarterfinals is a great addition uh, to the open because it allows those, those people who are very fit in terms of like class wads, they'll obviously make that top 10%. And I think that kind of gives them something to train for. Um, which is great, um, and I think I think you kind of saw saw like a discrepancy. I think in that the quarterfinals leaderboard is like once you got to that piece, like oh I have to power snatch one eighty five quickly, <laughs> and then I have to do box burpee box numbers at thirty inches. Like I think not that it's like too hard for them to do. I think it's just more so of a like oh shit, like kind of like a oh wow, like yeah. I mean it goes back to the uh the original adage of crossfit constantly yeah. very functional fitness. Yeah. i mean you gotta you gotta be able to tackle the unknown and unknowable um and you know obviously in quarterfinals last year that burpee box jump overs at 30 inches and 185 pound snatches for guys and 135 for women was definitely yeah that moment of oh man this is not comfortable and then mm-hmm. obviously the other sneaky quarterfinal event was the rope climbs and ghd well, there was nothing sneaky about that <laughs> man, <nothing laughs> sneaky. and that's definitely um that i think i don't know how good of a test that is for it something where you're testing a top 10% just because mm. have you ever seen GHGs programmed in a class wad? Most CrossFit gyms only have like one or two GHGs. Yeah. No, yeah. So I think not that it's like unfair or anything, but I just don't I don't know if breaking out the GHG for still that broad of a population is a great test of fitness. Obviously it definitely shows you good between like the top like two percent or whatever, but um, like I don't really think that tells someone who only does a class wad and like they obviously look at that and be like, oh my god, I need to do GHGs. It's like, yeah, I, not I, really. Like you, I think that kind of goes back to what we're seeing and the difference of the sport now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know in the past it was five weeks of the open, yeah, and there would be kind of that challenging surprising movement in there but the sport has really evolved i mean i think so too no longer are bar muscle ups something that people strive for it's kind of that's the barrier to entry yeah in the sport side of it so you know looking even and i'm kind of getting ahead of myself and i'll save it till later but you know as we talk about the preview for this open yes um there there's a lot that i'm gonna go into on that mm-hmm. um but just kind of wrapping up the top 10 here, mm-hmm. you know, it, Tim and I, I, I've known Tim for a long time, but I always butcher his last name uh, from my Ocean State days. Super strong athlete. Unbelievably strong. And same with Chris Cooney. Uh, they they absolutely killed it. And they earned their tie for seventh. Uh, pretty oh, impressive tie. lifts. Yeah. They I mean, they both scissors to that. Yeah. They both. I, I mean, I'm guessing Tim just pulled out the, the singles. Yeah, and just threw him on there just to get Chris. But that, that's uh, what Sam did to me. Yeah, that two eighty seven to two eighty five difference. Yeah. You know, that, that's always you're tough. You're a bastard but, uh, if you do that. <laughs> that is uh, especially that is, your friend. Shout out Sam. Yeah. Sam Vasquez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know in the number nine spot, and actually definitely got to give a shout out on this to, that recently happened. Justin Favreau hit a three hundred pound snatch. 
that yeah that was a really crazy thing to see this kid is an absolute powerhouse athlete super strong uh went to semifinals on a team last year you know and and just incredibly nice person yeah yeah um and then you know in the 10 spot which you can speak more to this craig buckley yeah uh so he i think he's like affiliated with no risk and um uh what's it ocean state north um, but he's the strength coach at Bryant University. Um, so I met him through doing the open at no risk. Um, me and him did all the workouts together in 2020. Um, he's a pretty fucking fit dude. Um, he might even be a master's athlete, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. really fit. Um, I think I watched him. I literally watched him in person do 20.1 sub 10 minutes. Wow. Uh, and he literally just got up and drove away. Um, <laughs> where, to put it in perspective, um, I finished like in 14 minutes and had to get like carded off the floor. Uh, so, like, he, he's definitely a really fit dude, uh, really strong. Um, I haven't seen him work out since then, um, but I do remember him being definitely a little limited gymnastics wise. But I think that's just because he. Like he had only been training CrossFit for maybe like six months or so before doing that. Like, wow. so like he's he's yeah. still pretty new, but I think he has a he obviously knows what he's doing. Like strength, like strength conditioning wise, he's the coach at a Division One university, so yeah. like he he definitely knows what he's doing um, in terms of lifting and stuff. And I think he has an Olympic lifting background, um, so he's definitely a pretty fit dude. He'll probably be up there. Wow. Again, yeah, uh, in that same kind of top ten range. Sure, I, I I would not bet against him not being in the top ten. <laughs> that's for sure. And then uh, one thing I will note, as you are the the athlete on the podcast yes. here, that you did hold down the number seventeen spot among the males yeah. in Rhode Island. So, like we'll- I said, I I didn't really feel fit uh, coming into this open and whatnot. Um, but this year, I think I'll probably have my like site set on probably like top five i think okay honestly okay i think well that's... top five is probably somewhat reasonable i think okay well i mean that definitely moves us into kind of projections yeah yeah the changes this year i mean obviously you know like we had mentioned we don't know yet if jake will be mm-hmm. doing listed as unaffiliated if it'll be ocean state what what he will be so that's kind of a question mark there raise out so that you know that's gone Tristan would, in theory, move up to the number two spot potentially. Jordan may potentially one, yeah, yeah, potentially the number one spot. Um, Jordan is, you know, potentially out being in mm-hmm. Connecticut, uh, so that really shakes up the top five. Oh yeah, you know, Huge. top top three of the top five um, yeah. already kind of moving around here. Uh, you know, and then you got Tyler, Mike, Tim, and Chris. You know, and Justin for that matter. I don't see those guys changing a whole lot. I mm-hmm. think they're all kind of still moving in the same uh, groove they've been in the last year or two. I mean, it's been very consistent for them. If you look at the previous years, they've all pretty much been in the same spots uh, in terms of open ranking. So, you know, with that exception, I mean, definitely going to make some moves to be able to jump to the top five. You know, these are some pretty good athletes Mm -hmm. and uh, something we're really excited about, I I would say. You know, the the potential for this, the way that we're going to test the workouts, uh, you know, at least for Matt, this is kind of like a huge opportunity to kind of gauge growth. 100%. 100%. Um, but that definitely kind of covers the guys' side of it. But looking at the women, 
Um, I guess, do you guys have any thoughts on what you might see in the top 10, any kind of change-ups? Any, any secret lurkers over at CrossFit Providence? As for men? Yeah. Um, there's There's been a couple of new members that came in that are pretty fit. We have a ex-NFL player. Oh, Which wow. is cool. Um, What's he clean? Like seven thousand pounds. Um, he's he's older. He's yeah. a little older, so like Boomer. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it'll be any like crazy big uh, changes. But I think we have a, uh, the squad this year is probably a little bit as far as like, considering the sport of CrossFit. I think probably a little elevated, like more athletic squad. Sure. So it'll be cool to to watch. It's always good to get. I personally feel more fit than I did last year. Yes, so, you know, sir. A little bit. <laughs> there but, we uh, go. No, um, other than that, nothing. What did you comment last year? Uh, oh, let me check. Since we are here, since we are here, we might as well expose the weakness expose, that is expose. Matt and I. You know, this again is why I'm a coach and not a competitive oh, athlete. Oh, oh, we gotta go to the next page. Oh no, Let, let's see. Let's let's. Uh, oh, I Can can't you search. Uh, I can't search him. What about Control F? Ever Ooh. heard of the keyboard shortcuts? Yes, how many sir. Per page? Is it fifty per page? Is it how many athletes per page? Yes, yeah, fifty per page. Oh, I need I need to go to the next page. Just type top, in Sweeney. Am I top hundred? Oh, yeah. The Sweeney dog. Oh hell not. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, page. Yeah. I'm on page two. <laughs> okay. I'm on page two. Uh, I'm probably in ninety-seven if I were to do the math correctly. Well, let me see. How are you doing that math? Oh, you are ninety-six actually. Ninety-six. Okay. How yeah. do you do that math? Because there's a fifty per page in page two. Yeah. I'm almost at the end. <laughs> no, that, this, would there says, this would be a hundred. This would be a hundred. That's like worldwide. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. So oh, he has a different because he has like the. All right, I got it. All right, I'm picking so, up what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So, Mister Sweeney, damn. Oh, I'm gonna make big changes. Picking up, picking up the 96 spot. Yeah, uh, top hundred. Oh, what can I say? All right, so <laughs> uh, you know what? While we're here, we might as well uh, jump into it. It looks like your best performance mm. was actually 21.1. Is there any particular? Reason for that? Anything that jumped out to you? The, uh, about double the shoulder? Yeah. I mean, wall walks in a kind of a. He's a big scaler, so. It's in, you know, like. Unconventional. bail, baby. Unconventional movement, but I'm an unconventional athlete. Yeah, so like, I'm ready for that. I'm all ready right, for that. all right. I like That's it. That's all I can say about that. that I like it. All right, all right. Well, all right. I, will, I will make one more point. I did worse on my uh, repeat, so I wasn't too happy about Oh man! You repeated the handstand. No, no. On, I'm um, sorry. The repeat workout, which was dumbbell burpees. Twenty-one. Oh, yeah. oh yep, yep. you did worse. I, I didn't do it. Oh, two hundred and fifteen reps. No time. I did. No time. <laughs> I didn't do well on that. Oh. Was that like a twenty-minute cap? I got yeah. capped on it. I got capped on. Poor it. guy. And the last time I did it, I didn't. So I was like, ah, damn. What I just last year, my my fitness wasn't. Uh, yeah. I was actually I was just going off a back injury. Like oh, I true, wasn't true, true, true. feeling. That's a tough back workout. Yeah, it yeah. So my back was hurting like a week. I remember talking to Jeff about it. We were both doing like not hinging, just straight squats for those, yeah. for those snatches. So yeah, I mean, not me. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put myself out there. I yeah. held down the number fifty-two spot. Hey. So. <laughs> yeah, again, this is why I'm a coach and not uh, yeah. you know, not the athlete sitting here at the table. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, like we just talked about coming off that back injury. Mm-hmm. When when I saw you know twenty-one point two, I was like, oh god. Matt was immediately yeah. texting me saying, hey dude, you're gonna be squatting these, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just I'm trying to keep my back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep my back as healthy as possible. Yep. Um, 
you know, so obviously it is what it is. But, you know, hopefully this year I'll crack the top 50, fingers crossed. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, that definitely rounds out the dude side of it. Um, you know, obviously I'm going to beat Matt in the open. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only say, but I'm only saying Matt. I'm not saying yeah, which one. Yeah, which one. <laughs> Did we talk his placement? Did we talk Matt's placement? Yeah, yeah that wasn't yeah. great. Number 17. 17, cool. <laughs> um, right, okay. So, yeah, so switching over to the women's side of it, you know, obviously – my girl Amy was number one. Uh, pretty Don't much, think that's gonna change. Yeah, that that is not Ooh, subject to also change. Also Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Amy, Amy reps reps North of the Team border. Canada. Yeah, it's funny. We actually joke about this because uh, for anybody listening that doesn't know, I'm actually from upstate New York, mm-hmm. and I joke with her because I'm from further north than she actually is. Oh, in so Canada. she ain't even, because, she ain't even uh, a real Canadian. Yeah, she's like near that like tip that's yeah. down near like Chicago and Buffalo, okay. like uh, that whole yeah, southern yeah. portion. So. Yeah, I actually joke with her that I'm more Canadian than she is. And Damn. That's a lie. <laughs> but, um, she, she, she ain't a real Canadian. Yeah, no. I, I mean, obviously, we all just got to watch Amy doing the qualifier for yeah. Invictus. Yep, that Boston. was eye-opening. And, yeah, I mean, watching her hit the hang cleans, the three rep max hang clean at like 218 or whatever it was. Mm. You know, she's she's just a unit. There's yeah. no other way to express it. I mean, 100%. she, you know, obviously as an individual made it to semifinals last year. She's pretty fit, um, yeah. She, yeah. yeah. Very. Initial, initial observation. Yeah, she <laughs> she finished 24th in the world in yeah. the Open. Yeah. She's very um, fit. So I, I just don't see that changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you got Brittany Power, Christine Middleton, Jessica Dreary, you know, all Ocean State athletes. Yeah, I have no idea who these people are. Um, Christine Middleton um, had a really good – one of her workouts, I think she got – yeah, she got first place in her in her lift. Yeah. In world the world? Wide. Yeah. yeah. What well, she Open. hit? 242. Yeah. So she was only three pounds off you. Facts. How does that make you feel? She's stronger than me. <laughs> she she is incredibly strong. She she actually fun fact set a record for her clean and jerk for women at Granite Games. So in in the world of CrossFit at the highest level, she has a record. Kind of crazy, yeah. yeah. What she hit? Um, I don't know. I think it was something ridiculous, like two fifty or two sixty. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It, it was just ridiculous, but um. You know, looking at the top ten here, it's the majority. You know, once again, is is definitely Ocean State. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a couple of uh, independent athletes in this mix, but you know, not really a strong representation from much of the other gyms. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, again, it speaks to definitely the membership and you know the pure volume of really fit people at Ocean State. And it's always cool to kind of see. Claire is rounding in at number just out of top ten. Yeah, Madeline Claire Aiken. Yeah, another Canadian. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I can. Yeah, she's definitely a top. Just the top fifteen. Yeah, she's definitely kind of in that in that top ten range. I'd say. I think. I think the woman's side is a little less deep, and like that's not an insult in any way. Um, I just think in terms of like participation, maybe. Oh, absolutely. But, like Claire, Claire is super strong. Um, for a chick, um, that definitely jumps her. Up a lot, I think. Yeah, I saw her lift was one seventy and twenty one point four. That's was it. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. She she's strong as fuck. Um, I was literally nervous for the front squat workout in quarterfinals that she was gonna squat more than me because I hadn't front squatted in years. So I was like, I literally came in. I was like, bro, you're literally gonna front squat more than me. Thank <laughs> God she didn't. Like, for the record, what did she hit? And what did you hit? I don't remember what she hit. Maybe like two forty five. 
and I had 315. So <laughs> wow. So like, okay. So not as much of a deviation no, as you thought. No, but I was like, I was a little, I was a little self, uh, was self conscious about it. I was like, I was like, dude, I haven't front squatted in forever. Like Claire's strong as fuck. Like, dude, she might squat more than me. <laughs> oh god, that's great. That is that is absolutely um, great. She's she's been uh training with Sam and I um since this like past week or so, and I think she's she's putting in the work. Um, okay. I've written up some stuff for her to kind of like shore up her weaknesses. She could definitely use um, use some work in terms of like body weight pressing and gymnastics and stuff like that. Um, so I've I've kind of written up stuff for her uh, to do to like get better at that. And then she also hops in on training pieces with Sam and I. So I think she's definitely poised for mm. she should have an improvement from last year. Yeah, yeah, and that's super super impressive. I uh, I saw a video of her hitting a squat clean. And, you know, like two fifteen or something like that. Girl is super strong. It's, and she it's has impressive. great, great mechanics. Like her mm-hmm. technique is really good. Yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see the yeah. women's side. Uh, you know, speaking for Windrose, we have uh, two new women that uh, started working with us recently. That'll be representing our our uh, our gym and or our affiliate in the open. Uh, Liz Baisley, she moved down uh, from the Massachusetts area or from. The Attleboro area, I guess, and she she's a really fit athlete. Cool. Um, so I'm I'm definitely excited to see what, what she, she does. What is she clean? One seventy? Invictus thing? Yeah, yeah. She hit one seventy five. A lot for a chick. Yeah. So she, she was hang power cleaning it. Yeah, yeah. She hit a three do three that. rep max hang power clean at one seventy five. I don't know why people do the power cleans on the heavy lifts. Just fucking lift the heavier weight. Hey, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's just preference. It drives me crazy. It drives me insane. <laughs> Um, you know, and then I, I, the other, you know, person we have in our stable, Jess, yeah. uh, she, she's been training with us a lot more. She, she's from Boston, but she's, uh, going to be under yeah. the Windrose band. I haven't really well. seen her. So I worked out side by side with her on that first Invictus qualifier. So I obviously didn't have a chance. To yeah. See. She had a good weight. Like she's tiny and she had what, like 155. Yeah. She had 155 so like, for three. She probably weighs a hundred pounds. <laughs> Yeah, like, she actually has a similar problem to you. Yeah, uh, struggling little, to gain weight. Little on the, little on the, 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 the weight challenge side. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, she's. I didn't get to see her do the, the second qualifier, so I that a little more gymnastics and stuff in it, in it, and like a little more barbell cycling. So I haven't really seen, yeah, seen anything from her, but she seems like she's pretty fit. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what I uh, I did a burpee box jump over piece with her. Yeah, and that girl moves like a gazelle. She is just back and forth darting over that box. Well, I I follow her on Instagram and stuff now, and oh, Chris gonna be pissed about that. Um, <laughs> but she looks like she like ran track somewhere. Yeah, yeah, she uh, so she ran. That doesn't surprise me that she's she oh, maybe yeah. got a little bounce to her, maybe a little, she little ran, speed. She ran at U Albany. She is a really good athlete. Fun fact: This is her first open. Oh, and really? she, wow. Yeah, she can already do 40 on Broken Toaster Bar. So. Oh, so that's wow. better than me. Yeah. <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> yeah, I, I was that, humbled. That, that puts the gymnastics question to bed. Yeah, yeah. that that uh, that definitely made me feel humbled when she yeah, told yeah. me. I was like, yikes, I got some work wow. to do. But thank God I'm just a coach. Yeah, true. <laughs> you can um, just tell her that's not good enough. Oh that's the best gosh. part of being a coach. Yeah. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I hide behind now. Just a veil of... <laughs> Do as I say, not as yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that kind of, you know, barring any crazy predictions that we have for the top 10 
ladies in Rhode Island. Well, I got a quick shout out. Kayla over at CFP looks like she's in the top 15. Okay. Which is cool. So could so be making moves she, yeah. this year. You could be making moves when you get your sex change, right? <laughs> That's also valid. Oh, uh, we have... We have to cut that. Jess, <laughs> Jess Textera, Quasha uh, Rose, so, top fifteen. Do we have to talk about her already? So she <laughs> actually moved to New Hampshire. Uh, so that okay. yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that. That unfortunately is a vacant slot for okay, us now. Okay. Everyone, everyone moves up one. Everyone moves up one. So I, I mean, it, it's definitely uh, you know, candidly from the lady side, there there definitely has been a little bit of turnover for us. But you know, mm. obviously from the affiliate standpoint, we're we're looking pretty solid. I'm really excited about the way that. Everything's shaping up for us looking at the open. Um, you know, just at the bare, bare minimum, I want to maintain that number three spot, you know, but I'd love to move into number two. I don't know that we're going to you know, surpass the behemoth that is Ocean State just yet. But, uh, you know, that's that's what goals are for. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that being said, you know, I think that kind of wraps up everything from yeah. you know, looking at 2021. But now looking at 2022, yep. we uh, we got some exciting stuff ahead of us. Um, you know, obviously everything is different now. Like last year, you know, we didn't know what to expect going into the Open. I think this year everybody kind of has a little bit better of an idea yeah. of what we're looking at. Um, um, I also like how it's kind of broken up the, the Open and then into quarterfinals. I like how... I like that too. I like how the Open is definitely a lot more... Like, not easier but oh it's like yeah more inclusive i'd say like with the wall walks instead of like a handstand walk or something and like um i was honestly shocked that there was muss ups in the open part of it <laughs> like after after there being wall balls i was kind of shocked that there would be um like muss ups and then like honestly even a heavy lift i i think that i thought that would have been pushed into quarterfinals based on how like the first two weeks were um but i i like that kind of style it's more like it's always it always has been like you kind of have to earn that lift you got to like earn your muscle ups or handstand walks mm-hmm. or whatever it's always been at the end of a workout which i i like the idea of right like mm-hmm. it, ta- it stops from the data set from being skewed to like people who like are gymnastics gods and like right. can like just rip out muscle ups but they can't even snatch 135 so it's like it takes away that kind of like bias. I think it's a great test. Um, I think this is kind of just the same way without having like you earn it a different way. Like you've got to be yeah. good at the boring, stupid shit first. Oh, totally. <laughs> like I, yeah, well put. Be good at double unders and bar facing burpees. And yeah, absolutely. I mean that definitely. Then, then then you can show us how much you can snatch. Yeah, like, I I mean like we're definitely seeing the change uh, that now like you know as you're a competitive athlete you're looking more at like okay. What's my ranking in quarterfinals? Not my ranking in the open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The open is definitely like definitely got to respect the test. It's definitely, you know, definitely no- if you're a quarters finals athlete, definitely definitely yeah, respect the test. Like you need to still like you can't take a day off. Yeah. Like it's not just a normal training piece. Like you still kind of need to like put your head down and like do the work, but um like I don't think it's worth redoing. You're gonna no. be you're gonna be in the top ten percent. So like, what are you gonna, just to like do yeah. better? Just the, to be in a higher piece of the top ten percent. Like, I think sometimes you got to just focus on what you're training for, and that's to maximize your performance to the quarterfinals. Absolutely. Whereas like, like nobody cares. You're in the top ten percent. Like just 
compete in the quarterfinals. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that that definitely is the reality of where we're at now. Is there's there's no more testing an open workout four or five times. Yeah. Over it doesn't the course do of any weekend. good, but get you hurt. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Exactly. And you know, whereas back in the day when. You know, everybody was chasing just those 20 slots to be able to make it to regionals. Yeah, it made se- obviously made sense back in the day because, like, even the top guys are doing it because they have to because right. everyone does it on Friday, whatever. You you realize, like, obviously no one's posting your scores the last second because you yeah. don't want to give away that you're, like, you only did it in seven minutes and everyone else is going to be able to do it in five. Yeah. So, like, you wait, kind of hear around, like, oh, I heard so-and-so did it in six minutes, like, it's like fuck. I gotta do it again. Like, so like, <laughs> which actually, there's gonna be a cool new element that as soon as somebody posts their score, even before it's validated, it's gonna be visible. Yeah, to everybody. So that that's gonna be really interesting to see. It's also gonna throw some people for a loop because yeah. you know, just kind of like we always hear on the major, I'm calling the major podcasts. Uh, there's always somebody that screws up putting in the, a log in their score that actually did yeah. a scale, but they say they did yeah. an RX and got like a billion reps. And yeah. Everybody's like, oh wait a God. second, hold on. Yeah. Oops. But it definitely gives, oops, definitely gives <laughs> athletes some anxiety. Yes. Um, and, and I mean, that's, that's kind of the cool part though of taking away that retesting workouts five or six times because the way that they have it set up with quarterfinals just being a weekend, you're limited in how much you can even yeah. retest any of the workouts. And I don't know if retesting allows for actually finding the fittest. I think because obviously you're going to do better the second time you do it. Yeah. So I think like – and like just the way it breaks out, like probably only the top like 50 people in the world are doing it like full time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. So like if you finish like 70th in the open, you needed to finish like top 50 or whatever. It's like – Oh, I couldn't reduce. I had to fucking work my real job. Like, yeah, like it kind of like evens the playing field a little bit, and I think it obviously like allows for like a more a more pure test of fitness. I think like obviously I'm gonna be able to like do it better when I realize I should have just manned up and done an extra set of like toast bar before the buzzer or whatever. Like, so I think I think take like getting rid of that um, that retesting. I think is just makes it a little more like of a pure test of fitness i think yeah and i mean it definitely puts the onus on the athlete to understand what their what their data points are going into it i mean because you're not going to go into for for lack of a better example like 16.2 um that toes to bar double unders and clean ladder workout you're not going to go into that saying okay i'm just going to do all the toes to bar and broken the first round because you're going to be absolutely raw yeah and it's you know again Whereas in the past, you could have that onus be put on you or, you know, put the onus on the test because you could retest it so many times mm-hmm. and just test different like, strategies. Find an optimal strategy almost. Right. Yeah, but now... And then you can also hear through the grapevine like, oh, so-and-so did it in 15 minutes and they broke it this way. So you're like, oh, I didn't even think of that. So now you try it this way, mm-hmm. but maybe you're a little bit fitter than them. So you end up beating them. It's like, at the end of the day, they are better than you because they were smarter than you and figured that out first like yeah they should be rewarded for that not penalized for that in like a way absolutely and i mean on top of that too like you know the cool thing about the new quarterfinals we'll call it new new as of last year is it's kind of like being able to do an in-house comp by yourself yeah, yeah. so it, it's 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 definitely interesting. It forces you to prepare your schedule ahead of time. Um, you know, you know that that's going to be the more challenging movements because yeah. you can look at the equipment list alone and already you know derive from it that okay, the like the open workouts are going to be 
simplistic in nature um, because and that's there's not taking away from oh absolutely we're, you can make it hurt it's look just, we're not going to disrespect yeah. it but we know we know the reality is okay boxes and a barbell probably seeing some form of burpees again yeah single single dumbbell maybe overhead squats with the dumbbell that's probably the worst thing you're going to see there otherwise it's just going to be a billion snatches or hang clean and jerks with the dumbbell you know the barbell heavy weight is standard or no rings no wall ball no rower so those were three huge components of previous open mm-hmm. workouts I mean, they, they do have oh you just need adaptive divisions they have yep rings. okay so i wonder if that can tell you something though that they'll have ranks for the adaptive yeah so, so like what so ring what ring. would be i guess ring yeah ring. so does that mean oh do they have pull-up for pull-ups. Pull-ups. Oh, so, so they'll pull-ups. probably be pull-ups in the open yeah yep. they, they pull up bar yeah okay what if they just do the same two tests I, I mean, <laughs> at this point, there's like, well, we fired Castro and he took out a test with them. So like, so uh, we, don't think, we don't feel like making new yeah, ones. Yeah, so. like just do these again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, with with the changes, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they roll yeah. this out. Um, I don't think we'll see too much deviation from the traditional style of no, you know, obviously so. the huge event and everything else. Um, but I think I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think you know it's going to be. Those workouts that we look at on the you know on the whiteboard and we're like, eh, not, not so bad. bad. Yeah. And then you get, you know, three rounds in and you're saying, like, Oh my god. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I, I guess Doc, do you have any uh, thoughts on the open workouts? Dude, I am for some reason this year I'm very excited about the open compared oh. to and this is probably like my fifth time doing it. Damn. I just feel like ready for this year. I feel good. Okay. Um, anything in particular feeling really good? Um, I mean just like I really wish rowing and wall balls was in there, but hey, Vegas can't be choosers. Are you um, are you a good rower and wall baller? I, I would consider myself like a rowing specialist. Really? Like if a rower is in a workout, I feel like I'm going to crush it. Oh, man. Um, and wall ball, I just like, it's, it's just like, like a grunt movement. Like yeah, just, 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 just get it over. Doesn't require a huge skill set. Yeah. All you got to do right. is just move. Um, but no, other than that, I mean, it's, I guess it's simplistic. It's just, I think my engine is pretty good comparative to my gymnastics and strength so i sure. think there's gonna be a lot of engine style stuff in there yeah so for sure like what you said so oh I'm, man i think i'm gonna do pretty good with it where do you think you're gonna jump to get in the top 50 that, can i get that, a top 50 i will i'll go top 75 okay, go yeah. top 75. okay. you're too conservative bro. <laughs> i am in all things, in all things. <laughs> especially oh my in my lifts <laughs> oh my god especially in something only, else only trying to pr like once a year <laughs> Facts. Hey, you know what though? Some people have the greatest growth as a result of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, nervous. I try not to miss lifts ever. So. Yeah. Does, uh, <laughs> I only miss lifts. Oh yeah. gosh. Does anybody have have any uh, any any workouts they're they're gonna call it on? They're gonna call their shot saying this is it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, you go first. I'm, you I'm first. saying I don't know the number, but I'm saying they do a repeat of the um, dumbbell lunge to uh, what was it box step up. With a dumbbell? Was that two years ago? With the handstand oh, push-ups? I actually know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I literally just had my open prep group test that. I bet you it's going to be that one. If I actually did really good on that was That was in my first ever open. I actually like really good on that. I was like, I like 90, that 90, like, <laughs> I really 95th like percentile or something. Yeah, that, it was because I didn't know how to do kipping handstand push-ups. So when it came out, it was strict handstand push-ups. Mm. So like, I could only do strict handstand push-ups. So I was like able to just rifle through them. Oh my gosh. And I, I only got like it was like 50. I think I got like 40 of them or whatever. But like uh, that, it was just like, because everyone only had ever done like kipping handstand, but just, I like didn't know how to do them. So like everyone was like struggling to get like two reps. And I was like, boop, boop, boop. oh man. 
That that is a good problem to have. Yeah. In that case. It was like I was like blessed with actually not knowing how to do a movement. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, man, I, I you know, I guess well, actually, what do you think for a workout? Um, I definitely think that double under and Wawa combo will show up. Oh no. Um, oh, the one, just the because one last year? just because I think that is a, a hell of a combo one to begin with. Um, Isn't it true though that they've never repeated a new movement the year after? I heard somebody talking about that. Wow, that's that's it's actually an interesting stat. That yeah. is an interesting set I know nothing about. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they do have the wall space or whatever on there. Right. So that either means that's something inverted. Oh, yeah. Um, and it did make a huge like scene last year. But they put, handstand push, they put handstand push-ups into quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we'll see handstand push-ups in the open. Okay. My rationale of thinking behind this is that like, okay, so like um, – like handstand pushes, that's like a quarterfinal movement. Like you need to earn being able to show us you can do handstand. I like, like that. I like that. Whereas like the wall walk, it's it's honestly grunt work. Like it's easy to scale. It's a yes. I mean, it it's like super easy derived as a scaled like it is. not a scaled yeah. movement, but like it derived as almost like a oh you can't handstand walk, go oh, yeah. do three wall walks or whatever. Yeah. So like, and I mean I'm. I slept on wall walks. Don't. Everyone did. <laughs> yeah, you are not alone in that yeah, one. And so I got absolutely ruined by that workout. I think I also came out way too hot. I was flying through the wall walks and I, I couldn't feel my shoulders. I distinctly remember disrespecting wall walks yeah. when that was announced. I was like, why Why are we doing this? And then I did the workout and I learned to respect wall walks. Um, yeah. the, the training think tank guys didn't were not happy with it. At least like one of them wasn't. In terms of like... He was like, so like this is a lead up to the test of like the fittest, and he's like, he's like, it just looks goofy. Like that that was sure. the rationale behind it. it. Was like, it looks goofy. Like you want to grow the sport. Like people are walking up a wall. Like that like, just looks stupid. Like how are yeah. you gonna like? It's definitely not sexy. Yeah, that's for sure. sure. That, and that was his like point. Like not that it's like a bad movement. He's like, it was a hell of a test. But like, oh, yeah. right. But he's like, right. like it's not very programming. Yeah. yeah. On a national stage, yeah, yeah exactly, like, yeah, because I'm. But they at, did. Yeah. They programmed it in the in the games. Yeah, so, right. yeah. Um, and so, possibly mean, the worst workout ever. Now that would be that an would, interesting one to bring to the open. The wall walks wall and walk thruster. Oh, I could God. see that. That would be that I would be that. gnarly. Shoulder killer. Well, I did do a lot of wall walks post open. Um, I was still following training thing taking that time. And they're big on like testing, retesting, sure, and like gathering data points that way. Absolutely. Um, so like we did a legitimate like eight weeks of wall walks, <sighs> like not even like in metcons, like it was just like wall walk progressions. Oh, like that, that fifteen wall walks fun. for time. Oh, I kind of feel like I should be practicing wall walks. Like, I haven't done them since last yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is definitely something we have been sneaking in yeah. here and there. Like we we love putting those in like our strength pieces, especially yeah. the shoulder to overhead. I think it's a good way to. I think I look at wall walks as similar to like GHD sit ups and how you'd like fit them into your programming. Like you said, like maybe with the shoulder to overhead like day, you kind of add that in as like a a pre fatigue or something. That way you're kind of getting that volume in without like. Yeah. Cause like you only You're have safe. you only have yeah. and you only have like what two hours or so to train so like you can't like waste your time not like waste your time doing wall walks in a metcon but like your time could probably be used better on like doing more traditional movements in a metcon so it's a good way to fit wall walks in in like that kind of sense in more of like a a strength piece where it's like 
more of like a used as like a tool for to creating fatigue and stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's amazing what you yeah. can use and implement to both mitigate risk yeah. and increase volume. Yeah. yeah. And wall walks definitely fit in that category. Course, that like yeah. ring rows, wall yes. walks, all, all those movements that we uh, we tend to disrespect. Yeah. And it's think super of boring, but that stuff does it. Just adds to your like ring rows. Just adds to your pulling capacity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing like nothing like trying to do ring rows when your lats are gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just adds to pulling capacity, and it's not in that like butterfly kip motion where you're just like fatigued, and you're honestly at that point just flopping around on the pull-up bar. So it's like you're you're bound to rip your shoulder <laughs> at any moment. So like I think I'm calling it right now, twenty-two point four. Okay. The lift, three rep max thruster. You think? Ooh. <laughs> he just wants a three max. I would. That's, that's what he wants. Oh, I definitely. That's all just that's me wanting wants. it. But you know what? That's that's I, my. I shot. like that. I like that. I I think that would be a really unique twist yeah. that people don't always think of. Nobody nobody does that. Yeah, I think so. a good a good lifting test would be not so much a complex or just a max clean or a max clean jerk or a max like snatch. I think. It's like a two rep from a hang or something oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the great, worst. I think that's a great test of strength, especially under fatigue, because it's really challenging you to like, all right, one, can you hang on to the barbell? Absolutely. And two, like, do you have good positions? Yeah. Like, are you just strong enough to just pick the bar up and go overhead? Yeah. Like, are you able to actually like load your hamstrings up in that hang position and then go through the full movement? Mm. Um, I think that's definitely like a a great test of strength I think yeah. is and I think it's underutilized in and, the sport I think and I, I wholeheartedly agree to that even to the point that I think based on that we won't see snatches until the quarterfinal you think so yeah think? I, so too complex here, here's my caveat to that I, we yeah. may see light snatches yes, I was gonna say that, and, yeah. and like higher volumes so like 95 pounds ground to overhead mm-hmm. yeah because like the they're path. not gonna because isn't the snatch the foundational movement? No, 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 no. No, it's just something we teach in our honor class. I'm getting them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I feel like a snatch is kind of, like, an integral part of CrossFit. Like, snatching and clean jerking. So, like, I could see a ground to overhead show up. Yeah. yeah. Like or a light snatch. I, you know, it could be a repeat 20.1. Yeah. Totally could. I, I could definitely see that happening. That, that would make a lot of sense to me. I actually like that. Um, I like that workout. I Again, that was in my open prep list for you know my squad at uh, Winrose. That is just classic-ass CrossFit. Oh, yeah. Snatches and marfazing burpees. Yeah, and it's just miserable. Yeah. Surprising thing with that workout was actually Ooh, the, the effectiveness of the clean and jerk on that. For anybody that yes. can cycle fast. Actually, so one of our qualifiers for Fitness of the Coast had – ground overhead at 115 in it um and it was like a bunch of gymnastics and then like deadlifts paired yeah. with that barbell so it'd be like do the ground overheads then deadlifts then into like the gymnastic movement it was like pull-ups chest bar muscle-ups it was like a 21 15 9 yeah and then double the reps in gymnastics and there was a couple of times sam and i went to clean and drags and it's just it's just like you're doing quick sets on the on the snatches and then like if you feel yourself resting too long, just do a couple of clean and jerks. Exactly. It's way easier than snatching just because the, the load is, you can like, 
put way more on your clean and jerk. So it's like Absolutely. way lighter. I mean, even even to that point, I think, you know, 19.1 or 20.1, whichever that was, you know, the the introduction of it and, you know, watching Froning do it, I think everybody, and I'm definitely speaking for myself, kind of had this moment of like, oh, ground to overhead? Got a snatch. Got a snatch. And, and nobody took the time to think like, man, maybe a clean and jerk would be faster. And they just assume, and obviously for like super high level athletes that cycling if you clean snatches, and jerk, dead. it's fine. But, you know, for your average everyday athlete, I think clean and jerks at 95 pounds, if you're cycling the barbell fast enough, that can really move fast oh, yeah. and it can keep you going. Yeah. So it's it, going to be a lot lighter than a, than a snatch. And I think, I think that clean and jerk cycling, the clean and jerk, I think can put people in a better position for their Absolutely. for their back and everything. Think about it too. Um, can you snatch more weight usually, or clean and jerk more weight? Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So over it's time, what's way be lighter. More exactly. You know, yeah, as far so, as your personal strength. Yeah, and, and that and that's kind of you know what people. I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've experienced is mm-hmm. you know definitely pushing my athletes to not think of what's the cool way to do it yeah. versus what's the most efficient way what's to do it. What's the optimal yeah. way to do it, yeah. And, you know, what's going to set you up for success. And exactly. I think that's, that's really what, you know, the ultimate focus should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of yeah. wraps up. I think uh, that wraps it up. Yeah, We're right, 90 minutes there? in. A little clip out, but um, no, that was it. And we, right. we hit open preview, um, open recap from last year, Fittest of the Coast uh, recap, which you crushed. Did all right. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up with that. I mean, any last minute uh, shout outs? Any last minute things you want to leave them with? Um, uh, I mean, shout out Windrose. Well, shout out I mean, yeah. Going back to the last time I was on the show, which yeah, you know, it's been quite a while. Just kind of catching up. He's on the show. Yeah, one of the early episodes before me. Uh, I can't, and I'm I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not. Sure. They're they're close together. Yeah. Oh, you know, wow. I, obviously, you know, I made that mention of hey, I want to work with competitive athletes. You know. Started working with Matt, oh, you know, man. and it's 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 growing. You know the uh, the competitive atmosphere. It's it's definitely growing. It's evolving, and I'm excited about everything I've learned and everything I'm able to pass on to everybody else. It's a really cool, humbling experience. It's a wild ride, and now I'm starting to be able to work with athletes of all different skill levels. You know, it's not just Amy and then Sean. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, now now Amy. I. Me. Yeah. Now, well, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be... Amy's me. Yeah. It's always going to be Amy and then everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yes. But, you know, the, it is nice being able to get, like, a more diverse group. You know, we're kind of... Kind of today was, like, the first round of it or iteration of it, but, like, pick up Saturdays. Yeah. Um, you know, and Matt gave a lot of great input on that of, you know, having a scoreboard and cool. starting to make it more individualized. Uh, today was just kind of, you know, getting things started, but... You know, again, it's that feeling of uh, the future is really bright and yeah. we got some cool things ahead of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously getting map prep for FOTC is, you know, the the, the individual side yeah. is, uh, you know, kind of where my head's at right now, more so than the open and a lot of other things. Uh, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. I, you know, I think, you know, the goal I would say for FOTC is try to land a top five finish. Um, you know, overall and, you know, from there, you know, continue to build on those habits, best practices, really getting you ready for future comps, you know, taking that data, all the data points, really trying to, you know, comb through them, see if there's anything that we miss along the way, if there's anything we can improve upon, because obviously it's not going to be perfect. It's still a lot of learning as we go, but, you know, that's, that's kind of the fun of this is, you know, Matt, Matt's still really young. We got a lot of opportunity here to grow and work. Um, and you know, obviously the same thing with my other athletes too, you know, there's just a lot of, a lot of opportunity for competition at every possible level. And like 
you know, like we were talking about last time, doesn't matter what tier you are. It's are you operating at the highest part of your tier? Yeah. 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 Are you are you operating at like your potential? Yeah. Almost? Like, because like I mean, some people might not ever make it to X level, but like, yeah. I'm one of those people. At, <laughs> compete at the best that you can compete at. I think is what we're trying to build. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like to build upon that, I'm super excited to be working with Jeff and Mike and that whole thing. I think we have a good good like relationship so far i think like yeah kinda, like, great group text shit on each other kind of <laughs> a little bit. it's um, fun like i don't think i've said anything nice to mike and jeff when i finished my workouts so like so like i mean that means we're working but right. like, but like i don't think i've said one nice thing post wad to mike or jeff so like special relationship usually usually starts with f you and, and i hate you guys yeah starts and ends with yeah so I'm excited to be working with them. Cool. Excited for the future. And uh, of course, I'll shout out Strength and Sport. Um, SSPT. SSPT, uh, physical therapy for athletes and everyone. Um, and the Roadie Strength Podcast. Uh, as far as our next episode. Post open. Post open will probably be the next one. So again, uh, this is Game Day RX. We'll keep the series rolling. Um, CrossFit open, local comps, and I'll keep breaking it down. Awesome. Yeah. So, Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. Good stuff.